What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 28 of the Deep Ball Gridiron Edition. I'm your host, Anthony Palo, joined, of course, by my co-host, Corey Lickman. And, Core, it's been a couple weeks, but we made it, and we're back on here, and we're ready to talk some NFL offseason news as we keep progressing. Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute, but, yeah, glad to get back. Glad to uh, get back talking about some football, so let's get to it. Yeah, no doubt. Like we kind of alluded to at the end of last episode, Episodes are going to be kind of stretched out more in the offseason. We're going to get to you guys with something with like ranking, like top tens of positions soon. Definitely, I think we have a couple good ideas for that. But for now, we'll start re- keep recapping news. And I mean, there was a decent amount of buzz. I mean, Tim Tebow signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, definitely makes a lot of headlines. So we'll start with there first. Uh, Tim Tebow, one of my all-time favorite athletes I think, any sport, honestly. I loved watching him. I really started watching him like, towards the end of his career at Florida. And I followed his NFL career pretty closely. And yeah, do I love like I don't know, Corey. You started how, how do you feel about the signing? I mean, personally, I, I like Tim Tebow also. I mean, I, I think he's just more he, he brings more to the table than actually being on the field. He also played under Urban Meyer at the University of Florida. So I personally like the signing for the Jaguars. I know it seems like a lot of guys in the league just aren't happy about it. But, yeah, I think it's a good signing for the Jaguars. I'm not necessarily going to say he's going to he's gonna go out there and, and catch, like, 10 touchdowns, have a lot of yards, stuff like that. But I think he'll do a lot of little things that we won't even see. Like, in the locker room, he'll be a great leader. He'll be able to – like, Jaguars have a young team. He'll be able to mentor a lot of these guys despite obviously not playing. I mean, he did play quarterback, so – He'll be able to mentor Trevor Lawrence, also good friends with Urban Meyer. So overall, I think it was a a good signing by the Jaguars, despite this guy Tebow coming off an NFL career a few years ago and coming straight out of the minor leagues of the Mets, and he's back in the NFL. So glad to have him back, and yeah, I, I like the signing. Yeah, I think honestly too many people are just viewing this as a strict like publicity stunt. I honestly think Urban Meyer... I mean, the guys had success, obviously, everywhere with Utah, and then he had success in Florida with Tebow and at Ohio State. He just understands, like, building a culture and how important it is. The Jaguars have absolutely zero culture. I mean, they just lost – they're on a 15-game losing streak. So I think Urban Meyer would have done absolutely anything to get Tim Tebow in the building and at least get people to, like, feed off that. Urban Meyer said Tim Tebow is one of the most competitive athletes he's ever coached. Obviously, their relationship is so great. So I per, I think he honestly come, came down to, like, Urban Meyer being like, all right, Tim, like, can we bring you in as, like, a coach or something? And Tim Tebow's like, eh, my job at ESPN right now is, like, it's pretty nice. But, I mean, if I were to play tight end or something, then you might be talking. So I think he was willing to do whatever it takes to just get him into the locker room. And if it's trying out at tight end, so be it. Do I think Tebow's necessarily going to succeed at tight end? It's going to be pretty damn tough. You know what I mean? Like, it's he's coming off. Uh, he has, I don't think he's played a snap in the NFL in nine years. Like, that is a long drop-off. And it's also not like Tim Tebow, again, was a star NFL player at the position now he's coming back to. He's playing a whole new position. He's only got he's only gotten older, and, he, and he's off baseball career. Like I said, I love Tim Tebow. From an on-field perspective, though, I don't really think he's going to do that much in Jacksonville. And I can argue that off the field, he's, I mean, aside from just the locker room, like from, like, fans' point of view, I think – he was born, he's like born right down there, right around Jacksonville. So, I mean, ticket sales, I guess they got to hope are going to go up, which I mean, that's one thing I don't like about it that like 
it can kind of get like the narrative that it's all for like the outside and for the money and the business. But from a pure football move, I really don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be because of what he could bring in the locker room. But do you think then he will make the final roster? That's because like, I personally don't think he will end up making the roster. I think he's going to play a couple preseason games and I think he'll kind of fade out. But what, what about you? You honestly think he's got a shot? I mean, I, I think he's got a shot. I I don't think they bring him in for him to not make the final roster unless he's just just like not not it at the tight end position. But yeah, I think they bring in a guy like Tim Tebow. I, I I see him making the final roster unless he's just like just pretty washed up and just not a tight end. I think he'd be better off. I can see Tebow better off at a position like fullback, but I don't know. I just think Tebow's a big guy. But I yeah I I think he's gonna make I think he's gonna make the final roster. Listen, then for my like I hope he does make the roster because I feel like it would remove some of that outside stuff that it was for all the publicity. Because if Tebow doesn't make the roster, then it's like oh this is the biggest stump ever. Like you know what I mean? So in a way, I guess I hope he can transition well to the position. I do feel bad in the one point though for like like now because like you know what I mean? Like with Tebow on the roster now, he can take reps away from people on. In the tight end room, let's say. And, yeah, you know what I mean? So some people get cut out of things. Look, the guys who are there, they can use, like, the experience of working with a guy like Tebow, a guy who's had that much success at the college level at least. Maybe not necessarily in the NFL, but, I mean, you can learn a hell of a lot from Tim Tebow's story and his journey because that guy has endured a lot. You know what I mean? He's been in the ups in the NFL even when he was winning the playoff game with the Broncos and then the lows where he found himself out of the league just three years after that. So, yeah. Listen, Tim Tebow, guy who I've always loved his career in Florida, too. One of the best college quarterbacks of all time, I think you can argue. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I hope I hope it works out for him. And I think at the end of the day, too, it helped that Urban Meyer, he just had a really good relationship with Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer respects him that much as a competitor. And that's why he did whatever it takes to get Tim Tebow in Jacksonville. And um, hopefully they can uh, turn, th- turn things around in Jacksonville with Tim Tebow at tight end. Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, and then Travis Etienne, who's working out a little bit at receiver. You see the that? Wide receiver position. I did. Yeah, he's been lining up, taking some reps at wide receiver. I, I think that'd be pretty cool, but I just – I don't know. I, I think t- Travis Etienne, he shouldn't – I think he should still be a running back, but he could be like a receiving back, but I, I would not want to see him transition to like the actual wide receiver position. I don't know about you. No, yeah, I agree. I think Travis Etienne is more of like – it is more of just a traditional running back. Like when Curtis Samuel – because now like Urban Meyer used Curtis Samuel in like a similar role. Like coming out of Ohio State, he felt mm-hmm. like one of those guys who's like a blend more, right? And like what's weird is that Jacksonville has LaVisca Chanel. Like he feels like he is the perfect blend. You know what I mean? So like yeah. why don't you use him in that role? Maybe Urban Meyer doesn't think he's as dynamic. You know what I mean? He didn't, Urban Meyer didn't draft Chanel. So – I don't know. I feel like Chenault, though, would have fit, like, that type of, like, role that Urban Meyer likes to run. But, listen, he likes to use his top skill guy at that position, as shown through his years uh, with Harvin and then Samuel. So, I'm assuming that's why he's going to try to get Travis Etienne. And he did have a pretty good, like, reasoning, too. He was like, if this whole thing flops, we still know that we have a Pro Bowl-level – like, Travis Etienne is a Pro Bowl-level running back. Maybe I won't give him that much credit there. But he is right in that sense that, listen, if Travis Etienne just doesn't, like, pan – like, this receiver thing kind of flops on him, He's going to go to running back, and he's still going to be a real good mismatch out of the backfield as a receiver. And he obviously, he's still a good running back. I mean, the guy was a first-round pick as a running back. 
So I don't necessarily hate the thing about Urban Meyer. And I think this is just more of like a college like philosophy, maybe like that you could like kind of try to mold a player like to a different position and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I feel like once these guys come into the NFL, you automatically just go, oh, because they've had all the success in college at this position. Why change it? Right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They got to the league at that position. But I, I honestly don't hate it from Urban Meyer. I think he's maybe taking on. Um, Maybe seeing something in Travis Etienne that other people don't, and listen, that guy's won a lot of football, so I think he's got um, I think he's got a good say in it. You know what I mean? No, yeah, he's he's the coach. We're we're, we're just fans watching the game. We're saying, I mean, I think yeah, I think he's more of a traditional running back, but I mean, yeah, Urban Meyer's had a lot of success at the college level. I know he hopes to translate that to the NFL level. So, I mean, this guy knows what he's doing. So, I mean. I'm sure wherever he puts Travis Etienne, I expect him to, to make an impact somewhere for the for the Jaguars. It doesn't matter where he's at. So yeah, all trust Urban Myers and Urban Meyer in that in that situation. Yeah, and good for James Robinson. You know what I mean? James Robinson was kind of a loser on draft day. I think we kind of said when they brought in Etienne. But look, this means that James Robinson is probably going to play a little more. Uh, another one of Jaguars running backs. So, I mean, this is a quick giant shout out. Raquel Armstead actually got released by the Jaguars. He got claimed by the New York Giants, so Armstead, he was out all last year. He won't be able to take any touches away as well from James Robinson. And, uh, yeah, I had to include that a little bit in there, Core. Come on now, you know me. But enough with the Jaguars and their 1-15 record. Hopefully they can improve this year. And listen, listen, I mean, they're not underdogs in every single game, and we'll kind of bring this into our next point about um, our schedule release. And the schedule, Core, came out, what was it now? This is almost two weeks ago, right? It feels like the schedule came out. Obviously, you know who the opponents are playing. You just don't know when. You don't know if they're playing in primetime and that. There are a couple of real interesting games on primetime and even on uh, like just like early on in the season. Core, what, what really stood out to you? What games do you have circled on your calendar for uh, this 2021 NFL season? Yeah, I, uh, I have a few games circled, but I think definitely I, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, Sunday night football on October 13th. The GOAT, Tom Brady, oh, October 3rd, my fault, makes his return to Foxborough. I think that's just something everyone wants to see. We want to see Brady go back into go back into New England, see all the, see Belichick. I think that's just something like you, like everyone's always like, was, was it Brady who was uh, the main part of success? Was it Belichick? Now these guys are going to be going up against each other. It's going to be interesting to see really how, how that fares. So yeah, that's definitely the main game that I'm personally looking forward to. Yeah. I I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah. Sunday night football, man. Lights are going to be bright. I mean, obviously Tampa Bay is going to be in a lot of primetime games this year as they were last year, but I'd love to see Mac Jones even start that game too. kind of see like a Jones versus Brady. And I mean, Oh man, if, if the Patriots somehow were to win this game with Mac Jones starting a quarterback, people would just take that so out of context and stuff. But yeah, seeing Tom Brady come back to Foxborough will definitely be bittersweet. Bittersweet, excuse me, for Patriots fans. And uh, I mean, I, I saw some like tickets already are put over, pushing like over a thousand dollars. Like not, ex- I, I mean, that's expected. That's absolutely crazy though for a regular season football game. But it goes to show you, obviously, the impact that Tom Brady had in New England is you can't even put a measure on it. So. Uh, couple other games that I personally like. I, I like the first game of the season. Obviously, normally the Super Bowl champion plays on that first night. So the Buccaneers will be playing. And they scheduled them against the Dallas Cowboys. I absolutely love that. I hope 
I, I'm hoping that the Buccaneers don't have a Super Bowl hangover because with all their starters coming back, obviously they are one of the more equipped teams to repeat that we've seen in recent history because they haven't lost anybody. But yeah, on national television, I would love to see game one, Tampa Bay absolutely blow out Dallas. Not for Dak Prescott's sake, because this day, it would be Dak Prescott's first game back. I hope Dak Prescott plays well, but I hope Tampa Bay drops like 50 points on uh, Dallas. That would be awesome in week one. Another game two week two, another early game in the year. Uh, Chiefs-Ravens, uh, I think that's a Sunday night football game. What is that? That's going to be now the third time that they're playing between each other, Lamar and Mahomes. This one is in Baltimore. Oh, last year was also in Baltimore, though, but this year is also in Baltimore. But the first one wasn't. So uh, maybe Lamar can finally um, beat Mahomes for the first time because, I mean, that kind of like – I wouldn't even say it's so much of a rivalry because it has been pretty one-sided. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I think, yeah, Lamar Jackson needs to make – needs to get needs to get a win on the board against Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, last year pretty much just dominated the guy. And the year before that, they, they won the game – they won – also, when the the Ravens were doing good, see, I think that's a bigger, I think that's a bigger game, definitely for Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar, because he, he like last year when they played, he really didn't play that well. The team didn't play well, so yeah, I think that game means a lot more to the Ravens. Obviously, it means something to the Chiefs, but yeah, I think the Chiefs lose that game, everyone's gonna be like, no one's gonna say anything bad about the Chiefs, but I think the Ravens gotta get a win on that one to make a statement in the AFC that. They're there to stay. So, yeah, and that's definitely a more important game for the Ravens. Listen, it's the Orlando Brown revenge game, man. So I don't know if you can go against the Chiefs here. But, yeah, I, I, it'll be a good regular season game. But ultimately, if the Chiefs win, it's like it'll be like, oh, wow, Lamar really can't get over the hump. But if the Chiefs lose, people are just going to be like, well, he's, he's already beat him twice, which is the way it's, you know what I mean? It's I'm not going to say it's a meaningless regular season game if the Chiefs, like, but. It's not like no nobody's gonna rush to be like oh Lamar finally got the what's the word finally passed Mahomes he beat him, but moving on to another game that I kind of I'll, def, I'll definitely tune into this one obviously gonna tune into a ton of these games that are on like the Thursday night and the Monday nights Thursday night football is your week four I don't know if I mentioned this I feel like I said this to somebody I don't know if I said this on our podcast or something but like when Trevor Lawrence finally plays Joe Burrow in. Uh, the NFL, I'd love for that game to maybe be on Monday Night Football or maybe be on Thursday Night Football. Of course, they're never going to put Jaguars and the Bengals on Monday Night Football because of ratings and stuff. But they put them on Thursday Night Football week four. I like that. That'll probably be Urban Meyer's first primetime game, too, as a head coach. So, uh, yeah, I hope obviously Joe Burrow, he should be back for the beginning of the season. So this is like a month into it. Hopefully he's there. And, yeah, I'd love to see them rematch. I mean, the last time they played was in the national championship in 2019. Or technically 2020, and didn't go what didn't go Trevor Lawrence's way, but let's see if uh see if he can get some revenge in the in the NFL. Yeah, no, that was definitely a game. I also had I was also looking at. I think that's going to be interesting to see those two uh, great college quarterbacks go at it in the NFL. So I think that that yeah that that'll definitely be a good one. And then I also see uh I don't know week ten. The, the Rams take on the 49ers. Hopefully it's um, Trey Lance. Hopefully he's succeeding by then against the new look Rams with uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, NFC West division division battle. So I think that's another one on Monday Night Football that I'll be tuned into for sure. Two NFC powerhouses that are supposed to be. So let's we'll see if Trey Lance could 
keep it, or if it's going to be Jimmy G, I, obviously I, it should be Trey Lance. But yeah, Trey Lance versus Matthew Stafford, I think that should be a good one amongst division rivals. You said that was week ten. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping Lance is there because I know the 49ers they play before that they play the Packers and the Colts on Sunday Night Football. I think it's like week three. They play the Packers. I, I don't remember the Colts, but it's in between the two. So I, ho- I hope Lance is there for week three. I hope Lance is there from day one. But, yeah, at least hopefully by the Rams. I don't know if that's the first time or the second time they play them in the season. But, yeah, that would be awesome to see Trey Lance on in prime time against that Rams defense and obviously Matthew Stafford with the Rams. But uh, kind of want to – we talked a little bit about that Thursday football. I kind of want to give you a little bit of hypothetical question, course. So, like, the way it's set up now, obviously you have your Thursday night game – your Sunday games, your Sunday night, and then you have your Monday night game. This year, too, with the extra week, because they're going to have then an extra, like, Saturday, like ESPN gets a slot or something like that in week 18. They're not having two Monday night football games on week one, which I'm not going to lie. I kind of like the double the double header on Monday night football, the game that starts at 7 and the game that starts at 10-15. But uh, would you, like, I'll, I'll start with you first. Would you rather have two Monday night football games like they normally do every week one and not have a Thursday night football game? Or would you rather have the one game on Monday, the one game on Thursday, and then obviously the Sunday slate? Are you talking about specific – if you're talking about specifically week – no, you're not talking about specifically week one. I mean week one – No, I'm think, talking about the whole – I'm talking yeah, about the whole nah. year. Oh, yeah, no. Nah, week one, I think it's kind of depressing that there's only one one game on Monday night because, like you said, I like the 7 and 10 o'clock game. But throughout the year, I, I I like what they've been doing. I, I like I like Thursday night football. So I'd personally rather one game on Thursday, one game on Monday. I think that'd be better than two games on Monday night because I, I like them. Um, I like I like watching my Thursday night football. So yeah, I, I think they should keep it how it's going, and one on Thursday, one on Monday. Yeah, look, I'd probably if I had to. Probably yeah, keep it with the way it is. The only thing I don't love about Thursday night football sometimes is like it might listen, it might go into normally they don't put the pat like any powerhouse schools in college football on Thursday night. But normally you'll see like I think that like you'll see like a Tulsa playing a game like in the American conference on a Thursday night. And you know what I mean? Or Tulsa. You're the Mac, you know what I mean? Like you get these mid major I mean the Americans a little more like of a mid night it's still mid major, but like you know what I mean? You get some of these like four D one conferences playing on Thursday. You get your Appalachian State on Thursday night sometimes. Like, you got to show these guys some love. You know what I mean? Obviously, they're not going to get the crazy ratings, so you can't put them on, like, ABC on the Thursday night, whereas, like, if there was a football game on, like, ESPN on Thursday night, it would just get bumped to ABC because of the ratings and stuff. But, um, yeah, so that is one thing, I guess, against it. But I'm, I'm fine with the way it is, too. I just thought that with the with the reason of, with, like, the way that they took away the doubleheader on Monday Night Football, I was just, just a little curious. But uh, move on to our next topic. Uh, I was browsing around Instagram and I saw the Raiders who just moved into, I think it's Allegate Stadium in Vegas this past year. Didn't have any fans last year, but the first time fans are going to be able to come to the games is actually this Monday night, actually crazy how we keep circling back to Monday night football. They open up Monday night at or at home against Baltimore and everybody's going to be able to party in the nightclub in the end zone because they have this new night, their club there called the Winfield Club, which is literally, it looks like on the end zone level, there is you get bottle service, you can have tables, it's there's DJ booths, it's gonna be unbelievable, man. And you're just in the back of the end zone. I think this is honestly a pretty like radical concept, if you ask me. Like, I don't know. I I, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I, I personally think it's nuts. I mean, yeah, that is definitely lit. I just I don't know. I think it shouldn't be distracting for any players, but I saw like a meme 
on like NFL, it's like Derek Carr is gonna like hit hit one of the guys while while they're while they're in the back of the end zone. But yeah, I mean, the NFL when you go when you go to the game, uh, you're meant to watch your favorite team, but you're supposed to have a good time. So I think the NFL. I mean, I know like the Vegas, uh, the Vegas Raiders trying to have their fans have a good time. Maybe in, I know it's gonna cost a lot of money, but yeah, enhanced ticket sales to get down there. So I, I I like the idea. I don't know about the location strictly, like right behind the end zone. I'm not sure about that, but definitely it'd be definitely be interesting to see and pretty pretty funny to see these these uh these fans getting lit right behind the end zone while Derek Carr tossing touchdowns to uh, Henry Ruggs. So yeah, definitely definitely be pretty funny to see that. But yeah, pretty pretty cool from the from the Raiders to do that. Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, it just also goes to show you it's Vegas, man. You know what I mean? Like, you go to a football game in Vegas, you, it just can't just be football. I mean, it's got to be a crazy night out. But, um, I, yeah, I was stunned that, like, the end zone, I think, is, like, the, the shocking part. Like, I think if you put it, like, I, it would be so weird behind, like, the team's bench, I'm thinking. But, you know what I mean? Like, if you put it, like, on, the, on a sideline, towards, like, the end of a sideline, like, from the 20 going in, at least, you know what I mean? Or the 30 going in, I don't know. But to put it in the end zone, I wonder what it's going to look like on TV, too. Like, I wonder when the guys are lining up to kick the extra points if you could actually, like, see. I mean, you're going to have to be able to see into it. I think it's pretty great. I think it's pretty pretty cool idea by the Raiders. And I don't even want to know what those tickets are going to go for. That It's probably going to be one of those UK. things, too. If it's successful, it's going to be, like, one of those things that, like, on people's bucket list. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm trying to think of, like, another stadium. Like, oh, like, the Toronto – I know this is baseball, but, like, that the Toronto be- Blue Jays, how – how they have like that stadium, you know how they have like that hotel room in like center field that you can rent and you can like go outside and wa- like watch the game from it. Like it'll be like one of those things. I can't think of like anything else in like Arlen's, the state, like any Arlen's other stadium. Something called like the Clevelander. You know what that is? Really? I mean, I didn't know that. I know the 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 Diamondbacks had like a swimming pool in right field. Oh, I mean, yeah. The, I mean, the Jaguars have a swimming pool. But yeah, the Diamondbacks in right center field have the swimming pool. That is awesome. Oh, the yeah. other. The, the Rangers, the Texas Rangers. I'm watching the Yankees because it's the oh, first right time the Yankees have played in, in Globe Life Park. Bro, there's just people just right behind there just eating and stuff. I yeah. think it's so crazy. I mean, I think it's pretty cool, honestly. But, yeah. uh, like, but, I mean, obviously, if you ask me, I don't think, like, the pitcher's distracted. Now, who knows? Garrett Cole gives up five runs the other day. Maybe he was distracted because you're so focused in. But I thought that was pretty crazy, too, yeah. I remember I'm like watching. I'm like, wow, man, this is honestly pretty crazy that they just have it like kind of like on a downhill like slope and everything, and you kind of just like sit there and it just looks like a walk around place. It's almost like a suite, but it's literally a suite right behind old plate. So who knows? Listen, if the Raiders thing works, I bet you a lot of teams will try to adopt some certain style because they're gonna make a lot of money if this works. But moving on to another kind of like logistical thing, something I saw around on Twitter, um, the Washington football team has put out their polling. I think they st- they said they're going to stay with the football team at least this year because they want a gradual change. They don't really want to rush through this. Cool, I'm going to rattle off some of these names to you. Let me know, like let me know what you think about some of these. Give me one second. Now I can't watch a lot. Now I have I think one of them was oh, here we go. The the Washington Red Wolves. I personally think is my favorite, but you got a couple other ones. You got the Aviators, the Wild Hogs, the Washington Capital City Football Club, Washington yeah. Renegades, Washington Ambassadors, Washington Pilots, the Washington Armada. I mean, these are just a couple of them that they pulled. Any of those jump off the page on you? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to be honest. None of, none of those really do jump off the page to me. I, I just, 
I just think when you think of Washington, I'm, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to think of another team besides the original Washington. Like, since we were born, like, the Washington Redskins. Like, I just, I, like, the Washington Renegades, I think, is decent, but I don't know. That just, like, doesn't sound like an NFL team to me. That sounds like like a CFL, like an AFL, like an XFL yeah. type of team, like Renegades. Like, I just, it just doesn't, doesn't give me an NFL type of vibe. But I don't know. I, I, I just none of I, I would say the Renegades is decent. I think you said the Red Red Wolves. Red Wolves. There was like a leak too on their jerseys last year. I'm not gonna lie. The Washington Red Wolves jerseys looked pretty nice. Yeah. I don't know. I that, that I I could see those jerseys being pretty nice. I just I don't think any of them would uh really None of them are ever going to be – I think the Redskins are just pretty iconic. But, yeah, if I had to pick out of those, the Red Wolves and the Renegades, I would probably say. But I would say the worst one, definitely the Washington Pilots. That That is kind of awful. I, I just don't want the Washington <laughs> Pilots. That That's just not it. But now since I said that, we're going to get a notification tomorrow that's like the Washington football team plans on changing to the Washington Pilots in like 2023 or something like like that since I said that so wouldn't be surprised but yeah I don't I don't think the pilots is it well I I mean I think the pilots would be better than the Washington wild hogs honestly but, oh yeah the wild hogs uh, yeah. the one thing that I feel like that's so weird like I don't think that there's any maybe I haven't given it enough thought like any sports teams that I'm like wow man that like that's like a weird name like it really doesn't fit because we've come like so accustomed to like accepting it even like the expansion teams I right? like the Vegas Golden Knights you're like oh that's sick like the Seattle Kraken in hockey that the new expansion is coming like oh that's awesome you know what i mean but like now since we knew them as the washington redskins and now that they're changing their name it's gonna like i feel like anything that they put there is gonna sound weird oh no yeah i think the washington football team i've kind of i've honestly kind of gotten used to but i guess they do need a legit mascot but yeah i think like any mascot they actually do get now yeah that's just it's really gonna sign sound sound weird so i it's gonna be hard to adjust but i mean it's only it's only a mascot so shouldn't be that difficult i just i'd probably yeah what, what was it i keep forgetting like the the, the what was it the hogs like wild the hogs yeah that that's pretty awful like if they choose that <laughs> that's just too much like you don't have to be the washington wild hogs you said something in front of wild too was it like not that one. That one's just the Washington Wild Hogs. I think I think the Wild Hogs is brutal. I think the Washington Capital City Football Club is brutal, and I think Washington D.C. Football Club is also bad. Dude, Washington Football Football like, Club sounds like, like soccer. That, that that's soccer. Like that's yeah, exactly what, what it sounds like. Like yeah. we're American football. We're not soccer. That's the whole point. Why we call ourselves American football. So why are we gonna go call ourselves? Why are we gonna go name a team? Poor fans of Washington, honestly, too. Like. What if you wanted to go out and buy a Chase Young jersey? Like, you're really going to go buy a Washington football team jersey? Listen, in 10 years, that jersey is probably going to look real sick when the Washington Red Wolves have their own jerseys. And it's like, wow, like, you were a real fan because they were only the Washington football team for, like, two years and you got that jersey. But who knows? It sucks. It's got to suck for the the poor Washington fans. They wake up every morning and they don't know what their team name is going to be. It might be a, it's kind of a tough life. At least they do know, though, that they can make the playoffs at 7-9. and nine. Yeah, at least they they know they're competitive, but they don't know when their name's gonna when their name's gonna change. Change poor fans, poor poor Terry McLaurin, 
guy's catching footballs, but he doesn't even know what team it's going to be for in the next few years. So, yeah, pretty rough. Yeah, at least, he, uh, listen, at least, he has, at least he's got a quarterback now, or at least they hope so in Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Poor, poor Terry has had a, had a tough go at quarterback. I mean, I'm not saying Alex Smith isn't in a great quarterback, but, I mean, you, you get you get what I'm saying. But yeah, maybe yeah, they that. should just be the – Maybe they should just be the Washington magicians this year because Fitzmagic is their quarterback, and then just change it. You know what I mean? Let let, a, let the let a beard be the logo. <laughs> Fitzmagic beard. It's like one of those like magical wands. That's kind of fire. I honestly like that. Even though it's a joke, yeah, but. but and then when and then when poor Fitzpatrick leaves, and Taylor Heineke is at quarterback, then they're the Washington Heinekens, sponsored <laughs> by Heineken. You know what I mean? So who knows? Yeah. But yeah. moving, on, moving on to our last topic, enough with this BS Washington name change. Let's get into a question. I think what it was is maybe two weeks ago, Kendrick Perkins was saying it. Corey, you've always been begging to talk about a little basketball, so I'm giving you a little this much of a window. I wish you could see my fingers right now, how much we separate. <laughs> small, small window. Kendrick Perkins introduced this idea. He was like, I think it's a lot harder to win a championship in basketball than it is in football or any other sport, maybe he said. But I'm we're a football podcast. We're going to uh, spin it off on football. So I'll start with you, Corey. Calais Campbell was not too happy about this question, by the way, too, when he responded to it. But which sport do you think is harder to win a championship in, basketball or football? See, yeah, I'm a, anyone who knows, I'm a big I'm a big basketball guy, big NBA guy. But I'm, I'm definitely going to just have to go with the NFL for multiple, multiple of reasons. I mean, one – there are only 16 games in the regular season compared to 82. So the regular season games in the NFL are a lot more meaningful. Like you see load management in the NBA day in, day out, because these teams are like, we're going to get to the playoffs anyway. And NFL, like you got to, you got to grind that. And you got to actually, no one's taking games off until it's like the last game of the year. And you already like clinched like that. Also, it goes hand in hand. Like the NBA, you have to win. 16 games to win a championship, which could be difficult because you have to win so many games. But over the course of time, that gives the the better team a chance to like make their impact on that series. NFL, let's say uh, I don't know Philip Rivers. I don't know if said Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers in his prime. He shows up. He throws three picks. He doesn't get a next game. He, he's done. His season's over. And lastly, in the NBA, it's just only five guys are on a court, and it's very, it's a lot more easy for like the good players to carry in the NBA and will your team to a championship. Like Kevin Durant is on a team with Curry and Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Like you're not beating that team. Like those guys are, that's four guys on the court at once. Like you're not beating them. In the NFL, you could have a star-studded team, but there's two sides of the ball. And there's 11 guys on the field. So you need a lot more teamwork coaching. Definitely a lot more impactful in the NFL. So, yeah, I think the NFL harder to win a championship than the NBA. Listen, man, you couldn't have honestly said it any – I couldn't have said it better myself, man. The one that – I'll start with, like, trying to defend Perkins a little bit. I guess maybe his big thing – I, I kind of forgot. I feel like I watched the video, like, two weeks ago or whatever when he was on first take. was kind of like in, – in a way, he's right where the fact that, like, really – and only X amount of teams can really win a championship in in like basketball. Like you'll see a lot less upsets in basketball than football because of like how star studded, like star dependent NBA teams are. So in that retrospect, it's like wow, if you don't have one of those five stars, you really can't win a championship. So that's why it's so much harder. Which 
to that, I also say, like, all right, just go sign on and go latch on to that team. You know what I mean? And you're automatically in playoff contention. Yeah, you can go latch on with the Chiefs. But listen, if Patrick Mahomes goes out and throws two picks early in the first half and you go down 21 nothing, like, you don't get a game two. Like, yeah, that's it, man. Like, that that's your only shot if you can't come back in halftime. I think, like you also said with coaching, too, coaching is such a big uh, component more in football where basketball, I feel like, honestly, half of the time, like, I think – if you pulled like the average NFL fan and the average NBA fan, they can name so much more a higher percentage of like NFL coaches than you can NBA coaches because I just don't like an NBA coach like their job is like for the most part I'd say it's like a huge role. Like I shouldn't say that because my boys the Knicks Tom Thibodeau's done a great job with the Knicks, but you know what I like certain coaches I feel like are like the Steve Nash really need to be there in Brooklyn. I, mean, I don't I honestly don't think he does, man. I honestly think that like. They could get away without him. Like if Steve Nash is like, all right, guys, you just run it by yourselves. I'll figure something out. Kyrie, draw something up. You guys have to figure it out. Harden, you got practice today. Uh, and um, who sits at the end of the bench on the Nets? Uh, Claxton. All right, Claxton, you're you're in charge of the rotation today. Like you, you, you determine when people come in and out. Yeah, poor, poor Claxton. And all of a sudden, Claxton plays 48 minutes and everybody's wondering why. But, uh, but yeah, nice. I, I would – go with like the football argument because even, look we just saw a five seed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win three straight road games they were underdogs in were they underdogs in the game against the Saints yeah they were they were three-point underdogs right um I think they were yeah they definitely were because they lost because they lost both games in the regular they, yeah they definitely were they lost oh, yeah, both they those they so so if you think about it the Buccaneers won three of the four games and they were underdogs in that like think about like an NBA team who would have been an underdog in three of the four series and one? Like I'd love to know the last the last team to do it, honestly. Oh no, yeah. I feel like it just doesn't happen. Like, I feel like a team in the NBA to win that's not a top three team in a conference would be very very rare. And like I kind of said with you, this year of course it's going to completely like fire back on us because obviously like the Lakers could be like a seven or an eight seed depending on how the their playing game goes, or they could not even be in at all. But that's yeah. that's how I personally feel on that. I think I think. I think we came we came to a consensus about football. You know what I mean? Nah, yeah. And I just want to say one more thing. Like, if, here's the difference. If you're a top team in the NFL compared to a top team in the NBA, I'd say it's <clears throat> easier. I would say it's easier to win the NBA, yeah, because you're star-studded. But like, if you're a team who just doesn't have like equal talents, the top team in the NBA, then like it's just so hard. Like the Rock. It's tried so long that like they just wanted to beat the the Warriors, but they just couldn't do it. They just like you don't have Steph Curry, you don't have Klay Thompson, you don't have Kevin Durant. Like you just, you just couldn't get it done. Like they're trying to bring in pieces in the NFL. It's like over yeah over time in the NBA, like series the Warriors are gonna beat you. It doesn't matter. Like you're gonna get there, they're gonna beat you. But in the NFL, like if you're not the best team, like you could upset a team in a one game playoff. I think it's definitely harder. In, to upset someone in the NBA over a seven-game series to upset someone. Like in the NFL, you could upset someone in one game. So that's why it's harder because, I mean, the better team's going to win in the NBA just because star power. Yeah, no, that's true. I think, I think yeah, honestly, you're right. It kind of, like, does come down to, like, all perspective and, like, how you want to, like, interpret it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we could say it's a lot harder to win it in football, but, like, for – the, like a, me, a middle of the pack team, I mean, you can honestly argue, yeah, it is harder in basketball because they just don't have the talent. So there's no way that they're ever going to beat those guys because they just don't have that star. Whereas in football, 
You know what I mean? You could luck into a couple fumbles and stuff like that. And like, it's one game you, you get in, you sneak in as the sixth seed in the playoffs, you can win it. So that from that point, I do get it. Like you said, I feel like it's just all based on what you want. It's all based on a uh, perspective. Yeah, I agree. But, but, uh, that's going to wrap it up for uh, today's episode. Not sure what we're going to get to guys coming back with for our next episode. Who knows? Maybe by our next episode, Aaron Rodgers will be traded, but I highly doubt it. But, uh, Cor, is there anything else you want to wrap up with? Nah, I thought it was a, a good episode. Glad to get some, uh, some NBA talk. Pale knows, uh, I've been dying to get some type of basketball talk on this podcast, so it was good to see that. And yeah, just be uh, we'll get out for for the next episode. Don't know when it'll be, but it'll definitely be an eventful episode. We'll get some uh, some good things going. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, no doubt. Take care, everybody, and let's go Knicks. <laughs>